It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Security threats are everywhere. But with Xfinity XFi, you're notified of threats to your in-home Wi-Fi network, so all your connected devices are protected. That's simple, easy, awesome. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit today. Restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, this show is brought to you exclusively by the Reality Check Pod. Network. All right, football fans, it's a new season. And Antonio Brown is on the Raiders. Le'Veon Bell's with the Jets. Odell Beckham is in Cleveland. But one thing hasn't changed, and that's where I'm putting my money down on all the games. My bookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. My bookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sportsbook, period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000. That's right, $100,000. And it only costs $100 tender. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of a huge cash prize pool. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me, and MyBookie has been good to me for a long time now. MyBookie is always the right place to play because, quite simply, you bet, you win, and they pay. MyBookie has live in-game betting on every NFL game. They've got the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. When you go with MyBookie, you can get up to a $1,000 first deposit bonus. That's right, you can get up to a $1,000 first deposit bonus. All you got to do is enter the promo code realist r-e-a-l-e-s-t to activate this offer visit my bookie online today that's my bookie m-y-b-o-o-k-i-e and don't forget to use the promo code realist r-e-a-l-e-s-t when you create your account to claim this bonus with my bookie you bet you win and you get paid
Welcome to your daily source of knowledge that will drop right to your favorite podcast server every single day. No topics are off limits. Anything and everything is covered. Uncensored, unfiltered, uncut. You are listening to Just Thinking with the one and only Stan Wangland. Hey everybody, this is Stan Wangland and welcome to Just Thinking. How is everybody doing today? I hope everybody in the United States has been having a great Labor Day weekend. I know the weather's been kind of crazy, uh, you know, throughout the world. And God bless those people in the Bahamas and all throughout the Caribbean. And, uh, you know, on the East Coast and Southeast Coast of uh, the United States, who are potentially going to get hit with that horrific um, hurricane, Hurricane Dorian, uh, the, uh, that uh, Category 5 hurricane. Oh my goodness gracious, 185 mile an hour winds. That's incredible, folks. Uh, that's like having um, a, an E2 tornado, uh, you know, being landlocked on you for 36 hours. And the uh, results in Bahamas certainly show that. Uh, it's just, just frightening and, and awesome. So. To those people who are suffering from that, uh, you know, uh, I just hope everybody gets through that. Uh, you know, having been a flood victim twice, as I said, you know, had my house destroyed twice. It's horrific, but nothing like that. Nobody was in, uh, I was never in jeopardy of my life or anything else like that. Just massive property destruction. So, you know, that's one thing, but this kind of stuff uh, is just unbelievable. And I like to, on the shows, Give a shout out to the people in Hong Kong, uh, you know, just battling for their freedom. I, I just can't believe uh, I'll have to do a show on that, uh, you know, because that's what Just Thinking is about, you know, to go over the things that I'm just thinking about and perhaps you're just thinking about. Uh, while it gets some attention on the uh, news in America, I, I, I just can't believe that, uh, you know, it's if people just take this as a matter of fact that you've got millions of people they aren't rioting to to th these are phenomenal workers a phenomenal culture for phenomenal people uh the chinese people whether that be in uh, mainland china or hong kong or whatever whether they're under the uh, regime of president uh Bing, Bing or uh or they're in hong kong and they were from a former democratic regime these are wonderful intelligent fine people and the people in hong kong they, they want no part of, uh, of China's type of government, of this autocratic rule and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, they're, they're fighting for their lives. And uh, people just take that stuff for granted, uh, you know, uh, in this country and throughout the world. Uh, these people are, you know, pretty much, uh, you know, left to their own devices. So my heart goes out to them and my support to them. And I, I hope with the rest of you, you know, if there's something that we can do or contribute to or do something in some way, uh, you know, I wish our governments were doing that more. 
But, uh, you know, that's the real world with real weather and real issues and, and uh, you know, people fighting for democracy, uh, fighting for their everyday rights. And then, man, that fits into Labor Day of all things. But that's not what uh, I'm, my show is going to be about here today. And my show is going to be about something I, I, I've seen on my Facebook, you know, accounts all the time from people that I know. Uh, and I see it on television and I, I, you know, you just get a, just a diet of this, uh, in our culture. And it's one of the items that I think is in the psychobabble zone and, uh, the political correctness zone, the, uh, you know, political education zone from, uh, whomever it is, you know, the Twitter generation or the self-proclaimed, uh, you know, uh, you know, politically correct police. And this has to do with this new term, uh, toxic uh, masculinity. And I saw this in terms of the uh, Gillette, uh, you know, uh, controversial uh, ad on its, uh, you know, the, you know, the Gillette razor and the one and a half minute commercial on, you know, how they, um, you know, how they want to project their role as the Gillette company uh, with men, whether, you know, men can do things better and, uh, man, uh, I'll, I'll tell you the truth. Uh, I, I looked at that and, uh, I, I heard that, you know, men were, you know, boycotting Gillette products and all that kind of stuff. I wouldn't boycott a Gillette product over their ad, <laughs> but that certainly was a, was something I would have predicted because, uh, this new, um, this kind of attack on people for a behavior by throwing in uh, the gender label with it. It's, uh, it, it's, it's just something that people are doing and they're getting away with it. And as a male, I, I've done a couple of shows on this where I said I am an older white male and I resent that kind of stuff where I get thrown into uh, that just, you know, oh, you're a white male, you're an older white male. Well, what the hell does that have anything to do with anything? I'm very happy that I'm an older white male. I'm happy that I've contributed to society for 69 years. Uh, if somebody said to me, if I had some kind of white privilege as opposed to a, a, you know, a black American, yeah, I bet you I have. And, uh, you know, it's nothing I sought out and uh, it's nothing I've, you know, nothing I've ever used uh, or tried to use unfairly against anybody when I was aware of that. And, and it's nothing that I approve of. And I can understand, uh, you know, a person who's black or a person of color resenting that and bringing that up. That's true. But that isn't a problem that I perpetuate and that I support. And I'd like to be judged uh, as an adult, as a person, as a, you know, as a, as a grown up or as a grown man or, or, or a grown person. I don't think, uh, you know, unless it's specific to some behavior where my gender has to come into that play or my race has to come into play. And it would be as, as silly as if I did that to a person who is a black American or an Asian American or, you know, based on religion or something like that. We, we view that as ignorant and foolish, but it seems to be OK to do now in the psychobabble zone, uh, you know, when it comes to males. And, uh, you know, I, I see things from my friends who are females and professionals and, you know, they're, you know, they're very strong advocates for women's movement. And I understand that and I support that. And I see all this, you know, what I would consider if I was doing that nonsense 
I say, you know, women are supermen, and you know, we're super, we, we could do anything. We're supermen and superwomen. Yes, yeah, so that's right. It's because it's a woman, and they've got Wonder Woman or something. Now, can you imagine if I did that as a full-grown man and had pictures of Superman or something like that? You'd say, what kind of childish nonsense is that? You know, what kind of silly macho bullshit is that? Well, if women seem to do things like that now, you know, it's a reaction to, to the male privilege for so many years and this what they're, what they're calling toxic masculinity, you know? And I get all that. I, I, I get all that. And there, there has been male privilege, you know? And that should stop. But I think that the point that I'm trying to make is you need to, to, to take, in many instances, this gender part out of this, which is like a free shot from females. It's as silly as me saying uh, to a female, yeah, you're just acting that way because it's your period, it's your hormones. Holy shit, uh, I'm 69 years old, but I knew not to say that when I was 11. You know, don't say that to my mother or sister because somebody's gonna, you know, cold cock you. You don't say that to women. You don't act in a certain way. And I guess my point with this idea about toxic masculinity, I think it's a bullshit um, term where it gives one tribe, you know, the female tribe or the allies of uh, females, you know, some guy with a man bun or something like that, you know, who wants to uh, align himself to posture to be better thought of. Uh, you know, it gives you a free shot uh, just to say, well, well, that's just toxic masculinity. What the hell does that mean, toxic masculinity? As a matter of fact, I saw an article uh, with NPR, and I respect NPR greatly, about psychologists now trying to help men uh, not have toxic, they're buying into the silly shit, you know, toxic relationships. And men can have better friendships, and but they have to be more vulnerable. And, you know, I taught, I teach, not I taught, I teach child and adolescent development. And one of the things that we go over is gender identification. And that is not about sexual identification. It's not about sexual preference. It's about gender identification. And the part of every culture, every fucking culture on the planet, not some, not 95%, not 98 out of 100. You want the science, you want the empirical data, Every fucking culture has very clear expectations for gender and gender identification. The, the role of gender, the role of males, the role of females, okay? The culture decides that. And within the context of the culture, the family or the neighborhood or the religion or the subset takes that cultural uh, expectation and they make their own uh, they make their own version of it, okay? So when you see boys will be boys or girls will be girls or you're seeing double standards for men or double standards for women or you're seeing, th- you know, whether you're seeing what we call toxic uh, masculinity for men or you're seeing other, you know, other behaviors in, in women or other people that you don't like or behaviors in children now that are different than they were years ago uh, or, or people want kids to act in a different way. That's, those are all cultural expectations, folks, okay? And the reason I'm bringing this up, and it's the reason that men are pissed off, and I'm sure it's the reason women have been pissed off when it's done to them, because it's not just done to women, now it's being done to men, and it hasn't been done to men in the past. I mean, my goodness gracious, go back and look at the TV shows of the 50s and 60s. 
it wasn't so much that there was a big strong guy around. The men were more sensitive. They didn't spank their kids. You know, Ward Cleaver and Father Knows Best and all the they, they weren't Archie Bunker. You know, you dad didn't kiss his son. You know, he shook his hands at night. That was from John Watson, the psychologist. The same stupid asses who want to now help men define their role, you know, because they're defining masculinity like it's a mental illness. And that's ridiculous. It's the same as the as you, if you're a female listening to the show, you should be identifying with this. You're not mentally ill or deranged if you're if you're uh, a female and your emotions, uh, you know, due to your your neurology, your your neurotransmitters, your genes, your hormones, whatever, if they're slightly different than a male, and that might make you uh, uh, your testosterone level level might be higher or lower, and, and your behaviors might be somewhat different, and they might be more typical of a female than a male. That that wouldn't make you mentally ill or a deviant. Men and women are different. They're not supposed to be the same. But the point with a thing like toxic masculinity, why it becomes psychobabble, is when men or women are acting poorly, focus on the behavior, not the gender. It's the same thing with ageism. If you're looking, why is it amazing for Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who I admire, went to the same high school that I did? Chuck Schumer did. Bernie Sanders did. Hello? That's for real. James Madison High School. Check it out. She's a wonderful person. She's in her late 80s or 90s. She has pancreatic cancer. She's, nobody wants her to die because she's on the Supreme Court. She's wonderful. It's you know, she's, a, she's a sage. Why is Joe Biden or somebody else, an old, he's an old white guy. He's out of touch. Why is he out of touch? And he's 12 years, you know, younger than she is. Or eight years younger or whatever. That doesn't make any sense. Why would an idea from a black man be a bad idea and an idea from a white man be a better idea? Or why would a good idea from an old man be any less beneficial than it would be from a young man? That's silly. You wouldn't say somebody has a toxic, a chronological condition, meaning they're all, or they have a toxic chronological condition where they're too young, they're too fucking stupid. You wouldn't say that. You would say the person might be young and inexperienced, or that you would describe the behavior as aggressive or whatever. And you would say that human beings, whether they be male or female, don't like those behaviors. I think that's what should be the issue when men are behaving poorly or women are behaving poorly. It's not the gender. It's the behavior. And I'm sorry, I'm in the minority. It's the same thing with the gun stuff, and it's going to drive people up a wall when they hear me say that. I'm a supporter of all kinds of gun control. Absolutely. But these people are not shooting the shit out of everybody like it's Dodge City because of the guns. That isn't making the critical difference. It's the loose wires in their head, folks. It's the political nonsense. It's the lack of parenting. It's the lack of social norms. It's the lack of mental health. It's the lack of clear expectations. And quite frankly, it's 
the massive number of people we have in our country, the ton of negative information that people are on overload, and simple statistics that a certain percentage of people are going to do bad things in the world. They did it in 1892 when they were in, in Tombstone, and they're going to do it now in New York City or in Chicago or any other place. That's what human beings do. So toxic masculinity, it's horseshit. It's just like, yeah, you're a bitch because you're on your period. That's horseshit. Yeah, if, you have, if you're having terrible cramps and you happen to have your period and you're grouchy and everything else like that, yeah, your physical condition may be making you grouchy. The same as if you had a toothache if you were a guy. Or when I had kidney stones a few months ago. What do you think, that feels fucking good? Do you think you're walking around and you're happy and, 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 and you know it? So shake your hand, man. No, you feel awful. And when people feel awful and they can't sleep and they can't rest, they act a certain way. You describe the behavior and you look for the causes of the behavior. You talk straight. You don't make up silly stuff. And the bottom line for me and this show, which is a rant, but I think it's a good rant and why I call it the psychobabble thing. I don't think I want my masculinity decided by the APA, because that's bullshit. That's not their job and it's not their function. It's like when you go to a specialist. If you go to a specialist, right, unlike your own doctor, he or she is gonna test the shit out of you until they find something. Because they're a specialist, they look for that. And if somebody says, hey, I'm the American Psychological Association and I'm a psychologist, Let's see, is, let's see if we can make this, let's see if we can find a problem for a solution. But we have to, first we have to, first we have to name the, 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 the problem. Everybody has problems with vulnerability, not just men. And when you look at some of the things that people are telling, become more vulnerable, do you want to become more vulnerable? That's not a coping skill to become more vulnerable. That's some that's some type of manufactured pipe dream from people that the culture may want at a certain point. And let me give you the best example. I was a teenager in the 60s and 70s. Excuse me, in the 60s. I'm a very young man, of course, in the 70s. I was 20 years old in 1970. And it went from guys being the conservative kinds of stoic people in the 70s to the hippies, free love, uh, you know, dippy kind of people, uh, more sensitive, free-spirited kind of uh, men uh, that, you know, permeated for about 10 or 15 years. And then uh, as these people bec became older, uh, I'll never forget it. Women started complaining that, that men needed to be more communicative. They needed to be more sensitive. You know, this is a different uh, style of vulnerability. So, of course, uh, you know, men wanted to please women. They, you know, they wanted to do the right thing. Uh, you know, they want to they want to be able to get women. So they do what women want, like, the, you know, like this. They might do with this uh, Gillette commercial to be perceived as part of the Me Too uh, approval, you know, group of males. And they did all this kind of stuff. They started crying more. They started being more sensitive. They started being troubled all the time. And I will never forget it because I was proven right on that, too. In the 1980s, it was Helen Gurley Brown, who was the editor of 
Cosmopolitan magazine, which is another magazine that set these artificial standards for women, what they should be like. And all the feminists now and all the people who had these things, women said, we're sick of this shit with guys. We want men who are men again. We're tired of guys crying and everything. We want somebody who's going to take care of us. We want somebody who's strong. We want somebody. They wanted a traditional male back. The culture did. Remember it, ladies and gentlemen? Don't believe me? Go look it up, as they used to say. More psychobabble to men. Men bought it. Some women liked it. And then they got sick of it because it wasn't authentic for males. And it wasn't authentic for them. And they wanted their old version of, or somewhat of an old version of men back. And that's when you saw guys starting to lift weights, starting to get tattooed, starting to shave their heads, starting to wear power ties, all this money, glasses that they didn't need, attitude glasses. Remember, or as George Lopez, the comedian used to say, member. So this shit goes in cycles. And Gillette is doing the same thing and other people are doing the same thing. And they put men and they put women and they put society in these false roles and they develop some type of stereotype that they want males and females to be. And I think that's a bunch of bullshit. I think that people should look at the behaviors that they have in common and that they should work on good values, that they should work on good coping skills, that they should work on being good people, that they should be working on serving one another, being good and kind and decent and loyal and compassionate and intelligent and scientific and critical thinking and all those good things and define their terms intelligently and based upon reality, not based upon psychobabble. And that's why I think uh, that's a bogus, uh, you know, thing from Gillette. It's an ad. It's to make you buy the product. And for most men, if they have a female partner, that person is the person who probably buys their razors, razor blades and everything else. If you're a married guy and you're listening to this, when was the last time you went out and bought your socks and underwear? Yeah. Hello. Okay. Anyway, uh, I think that's in the no bab. I think that's in the cycle babble zone, and uh, that's my little spin on that. Now, do women have a good point about men acting badly? I'll say it again. Absolutely. And I think it should stay in the terms of these, Bill, Harry, Mary, whomever it is, these behaviors that you're engaging in are horrific. They're counterproductive. They hurt people. They're not beneficial. Describe the behavior. Be specific. Don't get into ageism. Don't get into sexism. Don't get into gender uh, bashing. Because all you do is you develop tribalism. And every time... A man says anything now that uh, some females don't like. You're a misogynist. You know, it's the same time. Every every time you see a right wing person, they're a Nazi. Every time you're a liberal, you're a communist or a socialist. Now, that just isn't true. That's psychobabble. And every time a woman raises a legitimate point, doesn't mean she's a lesbian, doesn't mean she's on her period, doesn't mean she's a bitch, doesn't mean she's a feminist, doesn't mean she's frustrated or vice versa. 
Let's start using some common sense because man, oh man, we got crazy people out there shooting up the whole place. We got climate change. We have a government that's dysfunctional. We have an environment that is valueless. And there's a show that I'm going to do about the new desire in American of in American for, for Americans in the job force where they want to become servants to the wealthy and service positions to the wealthy. My goodness gracious, I was going to do that show for Labor Day. But I think if anybody was a union member like I've been for most of my life, they'd pass out and vomit. That's what I want to be is I want to train my children to be serfs for money. You know what a serf was, you know, in the Middle Ages? Man, oh, man. Gee, I sound like a grumpy old white guy, don't I? Well, maybe I am. It's just some of that toxic whatever in me. No, it's not. I'm just being authentic. And I hope you'll give me a break on it. I hope you understand it. And if you don't, then you don't. You know, if you don't, then you don't. I respect your right to (laughs) flip the show off. But I wish you wouldn't. Because I do love you. And you're a great audience. And again, thanks for listening. I think this is a fun show. If we were sitting around the, t- the table today, you'd be fighting with me and throwing popcorn uh, at me or uh, flipping the hamburgers at me. And I'd have probably half of the women who uh, were, were, at the, uh, were at the thing wanting to hate me and the other half maybe wanting to give me a kiss on the head. I used to tell all my female friends, uh, you know, I, they'd say, you're such a nice guy. I really love you. You're, what a wonderful guy you are. I said, oh, don't say that now. Once you get to know me and I'm being authentic, I know what's going to be on my grand gravestone. It's going to be Stan Wanglin, the man women love. But there's a line underneath that says, to hate. Oh, my God. That sounds so terrible. Don't hate me. Okay. <laughs> Have a good one, folks. I'll catch you next time on Just Thinking. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Just Thinking with Stan Wanglin. Please feel free to follow and subscribe on whichever podcasting service you use for your podcasting needs and give us a rating and review for Just Thinking with Stan Wanglin. And also, you can check Stan out on Twitter. It's at S. Wanglin. That's at S. Wanglin. W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D on Twitter. And you can also follow all the great shows on the Reality Check Podcast Network on our Instagram page, Reality Check Podcast Network, or on our Twitter at our podcast network on Twitter. And if you are interested in advertising or sponsoring your products, your services on this show, all you have to do is hit me up at wwrpodcast.com at gmail.com and find out about the great rates to advertise on shows like Just Thinking with Stan Wanglin and the many, many more great shows on the Reality Check Podcast Network. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic. Available online and at CVS.
These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. My name is Sarah Connor. I hunt Terminators. El productor James Cameron regresa. I'm going to help you. The Tim Miller, el director de Deadpool. We don't win this one. It's all over. Terminator Dark Fate. Clasificada R. En cines el primero de noviembre. What's going on? You have John Wangland, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at is Khabib Namagamadov versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling With Reality on all major podcast outlets. Did you really think it was just guys that like to discuss and analyze wrestling? I'm here to tell you there's a new chick in town. My name is Sunny Salem, and I am the host of That's What She Said. Get a female perspective of all the ins and outs of the wrestling business today. But don't worry, this isn't no prissy princess show. I hold nothing back. Check out That's What She Said on all major streaming platforms.